Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and today I am going to be talking to you about how to deal with stress and overwhelm in your life, because I know that right now we're in that in-between phase between uh, summer and Christmas, and we are starting to get a little bit burnt out from work, and I just thought it was really relevant to be able to share some of my own experiences about things that I do to help myself get grounded again when I start feeling really anxious and like I'm not being productive with my time anymore or being overwhelmed because I have so many things to do that it can be easy to replace things that actually bring us peace and calmness and relaxation. It can be easy to replace those with things that are more task-driven, goals-based, or what we call masculine energy focused. So to start off, I just want to talk about uh, what it feels like when we feel stressed and overwhelmed, because I know that myself personally, I've been going through this a fair bit in the last couple of weeks. And if you've been following me on Instagram, sandra.m.joe, or uh, if you know me in real life or found me through one of my, my masterminds, then you'll know that I have recently started my own financial coaching business. I was a former financial planner and coming into the online world, there was so much to learn. It was like going back to school all over again. And I am in this period right now where it's like my business is launched, my podcast is launched. Now I just have to find clients. And in order to find clients, there's so many things that you need to do like marketing and branding and putting yourself out there on social media and creating all this content. And, you know, there's, you're the CEO, but you're also the janitor. And I just love that analogy because when you start your own business, it's really a one man show. And I mean, in my case, I do have an assistant. She's amazing. She's actually the one that got me started on these videos, but I just feel like in the last couple of weeks, I'm working seven days a week and I really have no off switch. I know that there are days where I'm working until 11 p.m. I'm skipping meals. Sometimes I don't have my first meal until 5 p.m. in the afternoon because I've just booked out my calendar back to back to back and it's not productive. It's not healthy. Yes, I'm getting a lot done, but my mental state has been suffering. My sleep patterns have been suffering anxiety levels have been crazy through the roof. I've been really irritable. And so if you can resonate with any of those things, then this podcast is for you. So I just want to start off by saying that stress and overwhelm comes in many different forms, and it can be as simple as overextending yourself for social commitments. I know for myself personally, I have a tendency of saying yes to everything. So When people want to have dinner or catch up or go for a happy hour, go for drinks or, 
even just jump on a Zoom call and talk about something, I have a tendency of saying yes. And then I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh my God, I have seven things in my calendar that are not business focused. They're not productive. And while they can be fun, it's also taking away my time and energy from things that I'm building right now. So it's not to say that you have to cut everything out because you absolutely don't have to do that. But maybe you are setting boundaries around how many social events you're going to do per week. So you could start by saying, I'm going to do three social events. And maybe that consists of two dinners and one lunch meeting or one coffee catch up or one Zoom meeting or something like that. Then you can put those into your calendar and actually time block them out. So if somebody says, hey, do you want to do dinner? You know which day you can do dinner on because you've blocked out Tuesday night and Friday night and Thursday lunch, for example. So you can physically time block it. So when you're looking at your calendar forward looking, you can say, okay, on November 15th, I can do this time or I can do this time. And you can actually even give people the link directly to your calendar. So I personally use Calendly. I find that it is amazing if you use the premier version. This is not a sponsored ad, by the way, although it should be. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I use Calendly and I've got all my different topics set up, whether it's a professional meeting, whether it's a coffee catch up, uh, all different kinds of things. And then I send the person the link to my calendar based on the boundaries that I have set within this booking system because I know, for example, if I want to have a coffee catch up with somebody that I've met online and we just want to meet over Zoom, I only want to allow that on certain days of the week so that I'm taking control and managing my time so that people don't have free will and free access to my calendar and to me when I need to be focused more on my working hours. So those are some little tips and tricks about using Calendly. You can use that for all different aspects of your working career. Your, If you want to book in clients, you can have certain time blocks that you block clients. I find personally, I like to get in the flow with clients. I never like to have more than two to three coaching calls a day. And in addition to that, I only like to have one podcast interview per day. So I find that for me to show up as my authentic true self, I need energy to rest in between meetings, to regroup, to get myself prepared, to go outside and take my dog for a walk, stretch my legs, get some fresh circulation and energy to myself before I go into my next meetings. If I just book everything back to back, I'm not showing up authentically. I'm not showing up with fresh energy and I'm getting burnt out by the end of the day. Not only that, but I'm not getting enough time to do my admin. You know, for example, when you are working with clients, you might need to write a file note or a follow-up email or do an action item that if you don't do it right away, you may not have written it down and you may forget it. So it's important to allow yourself space in between these meetings so that you're not just jumping from one thing to the next. So set yourself a limit of how many you think is reasonable for you to do during the day. Then I look at okay, how do I want to manage my work week? I'm setting myself up on Sundays. And I know a lot of people like to take Sunday really to relax. And that was me up until recently. But I find that if I put in like an hour or two on a Sunday, and lately it's been a bit more than that, but if I put an hour or two into my schedule and I really look at all of the things that I want to accomplish for the week, and not all of them are going to be meetings, but I put them in my diary anyway, because I know that if I have to get a podcast or a video recorded, and I need to send it to my assistant by Wednesday, 
then I need to record it on Monday or Tuesday. So if I've got a bunch of gaps in my calendar and I'm sending people Calendly links for them to book into my calendar, and then all of a sudden my calendar fills up and then I'm like, oh crap, I can only record podcast episodes during the day when my partner's not here. Uh, It's just too distracting otherwise. I need to make sure that I have enough time to prepare for it, to get all my gear set up and everything so that I'm not rushing and doing some you know, half-assed job in between calls, I actually want to put time and energy and feeling into it. So I time block those specifically for myself, my solo episodes, so that I can ensure that I am hitting all my targets for my own work, as well as my client-focused external work and external commitments. So that's one thing that I do as well. I set my schedule up on Sunday nights. I go through and I say, okay, Monday, these are the meetings that I have in my calendar. What else needs to happen in between those meetings? I even put things like dog walks in my calendar. For myself personally, I don't consider myself a morning person. I work so much better in the afternoon and evening. I feel like I'm just more alive then. So I like to go for a nice leisurely dog walk for about 45 minutes in the morning. I like to have my coffee. I like to ease into my day. I like to, you know, check my social media and my email. I've even got that in my calendar for half an hour. So I stick to that as a time frame. And my calendar boundaries are that I don't allow anyone to book in before 10 a.m. And that may seem super late to some people. It may seem lazy to some people. But that's just how I choose to live my life. I like to sleep in until eight or whatever time. I like to feed my dog and go for a nice dog walk, get my coffee, potentially listen to a podcast and start my day. Now, one thing that I've also tried incorporating is a morning meditation and I'll be totally transparent. I'm not the best at actually making this happen. It's very easy to get into go, go, go mode as soon as I get back from my morning dog walk. But doing that meditation, even for five or 10 minutes, and I use Insight Timer, again, not sponsored. Uh, I use Insight Timer app on my phone. I just get into a five to 10 minute guided meditation, and it really helps me set the intention for the day. And I find that when I do do this, I have so much more clarity and focus around the things that I want to accomplish for the day. And it's not woo-woo. If you struggle to meditate, That is the reason why you should be meditating. Anybody that struggles to meditate and says they can't get out of their own head, it's exactly why you should be able to do it. And you don't need to sit there in complete silence. Find a guided meditation, find somebody's voice that works for you, and just schedule it into your calendar as if it was a meeting because it is going to be so, so crucial for you to really just feel grounded, feel like you're getting productive, feel like you've got control over your thoughts and then start to ease into your day. So again, that's the meditation, setting your morning up, having a morning routine, and don't be fooled by all this crap that you hear online about, you know, you got to do your positive affirmations and your write your goals out for the day and do all this stuff. Sure, in a perfect world, we would all love to do that, but what you can do is a visualization exercise and say, what does my perfect morning look like? How do I like to wake up? How do I like to eat? How do I like to move my body? And you can really just go from there. Your perfect day is going to be different from somebody else's perfect day. So you need to be able to set your day with intention and be like, okay, well, how do I like to start my morning? And don't go by what everybody else says. Just go by what you feel. 
Then you start to look at your calendar and start to fill in the blanks and allow yourself to take breaks. I put my lunch break in my calendar. I put my dinner break in my calendar. I have coaching clients in the evening. So I make sure that if I have coaching clients that start at 6 p.m., that between 5 and 6 or 5.30 and 6, I am having a meal because I am not going to give my best results to my clients if I'm hangry, low on energy, low on blood sugar, and not eating properly. So these are just some ways that you can manage your time. I use my calendar for everything. I used to really wing it. I used to do to-do lists. I used to do notepads, all of that. And I just didn't find that it worked for me. I have reminders set up so that I don't have to think as much. Everything should be automated in your life. And it does take some time to get it set up. But once you've had it set up and you can just copy paste and use templates to go week after week with the same schedule, you will feel so much easier by having yourself a routine that you can follow. So it takes the guessing out of your day. This is a concept called decision fatigue and decision fatigue can be across many different things. For example, when people ask me what I want to eat, if I'm out for dinner with friends and they're like, Oh, what do you want to order for tonight? I'm like, you guys just decide. I don't want to make that decision. I don't want somebody to ask me red or green or blue or yellow or Monday or Tuesday. It's like, you just tell me what works for you and I'll make that happen. Another thing too is like getting dressed in the morning. I wear the same thing every single day so that I don't have to think about what I'm wearing. So that it's just one less decision that I have to make. I wear the same makeup when I decide to wear makeup, I wear the same pants, the same outfit, it's the same jacket when I walk my dog. I don't worry about things that are unimportant and unproductive because we can get so bogged down in these simple little decisions that it ends up just overwhelming our brain. So if you're going through overwhelm, try and reduce how many decisions you have to make in a day so you're not having as much decision fatigue. I know a lot of high-performing people have like five of the same pairs of jeans and 20 t-shirts that are all just black t-shirts because they just want to wear the same thing day in, day out and not have to think. Okay, so that's decision fatigue. Now we're going to look at your physical health. So making sure you're getting your meals in, not fasting all day, and then realizing that you're going super low on sugar and you can't join a group class or you can't go for your walk or exercise because you haven't eaten all day. And then if you eat, you're going to be low on energy or your stomach's going to be full and you're not going to get the best results. So nourish your body, you guys. Have a banana in the morning if you're in a rush. Have a, have a morning shake, you know, something to fill your body, at least put something in your stomach because your brain actually functions off sugar. And we know that sugar is not a good thing, but if you are giving it some fuel, you're going to get a much better result so that you can actually focus better and not live on three or four coffees until noon or 2 p.m. So Try and set yourself up for success, get some healthy snacks. Maybe you subscribe to a meal order service if you don't have time to make your own meals so that you're at least getting something, all right? This is super, super important. Now, I know for me personally, one of the things that I've been struggling with a little bit lately is fitting in my workouts and my exercise. Now, when I am super busy, I actually don't wanna go to the gym as much because I feel like, I push myself so hard in my business and in all aspects of my life that I actually want to do more calming things. 
So instead of going to the gym, I might go for a long walk. I might go to a yoga class. But the thing is, is if we don't schedule these in, they're not going to happen. So looking at if you're going to classes, looking at the class schedule ahead of time, and maybe you're booking in two classes for the week, and then you're physically adding them into your calendar so that you have blocked out that time and you're making your physical health a priority. When we start to slip and we don't get as much movement in our body, whether it's stretching at home, going for a walk, doing Zumba or going for your workout or run or bike ride or golf or whatever it is that you do, we start to really get agitated about little things in our life. And you'll know if you stop going to the gym or if you're in a routine and then all of a sudden you get so busy that you're like, crap, I didn't have time to go today. Your reactivity and your mood swings are going to be much higher because you're not getting that natural endorphin release that you get from moving your body. So I strongly encourage you to treat it again like a meeting. This is something that you should be prioritizing in your life. And it's not to say you need to do it five days a week where you're going for an hour workout with a personal trainer. Just do something. Just get out and go for a 20 minute walk in between calls or after you eat your lunch just to stretch your body and you know let your food settle. Or maybe you're doing 15 minutes of stretching on the floor before you go to bed or your morning meditation and then you do a bit of yoga after. It doesn't have to be something where you go for an hour and go to a class and you're sitting there every day and you know whatever the commitment is. You can just do a little bit and a little bit is better than nothing. I personally find that when I'm really overwhelmed, yoga is my best practice. I've been going a lot in the last couple of weeks and I find that the one hour of just being completely distraction free where I don't have my phone, I don't have my dog, I don't interrupted by, you know, any people or, or anybody that I'm seeing or talking to. And I just really focus on trying to be present and shut my brain off so that I'm not constantly thinking about the next thing that I have to do. Allow yourself the opportunity to relax. It's okay to relax. It's okay to do nothing for a bit. And that is actually when you're going to reset your brain. That's when you're actually going to be able to be more productive after is if you're letting everything sink in and you're taking deep breaths and you're getting connected with your breath work. Because our anxiety is most triggered when we're just like, go, 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 go all the time. And we're not actually allowing ourselves to breathe. Like even me talking in this podcast, I know sometimes I talk too fast and we're not allowing ourselves to really just, you know, deepen our mindset and deepen our practice and deepen our self-awareness with disconnection. Because disconnection from social media, from our work emails, from our life, from our children, from our families, it's so important. And we don't do enough of it because we're always in this hustle, go, you know, next job from this task to this task to this task mentality and hitting the next level and doing the next thing for our business. But you have to understand that your mental health is the number one most important thing because without your mental health and without your physical health, you're not going to be able to achieve any of it. So really understanding that you need to allow yourself that time to get grounded, to get, you know, relaxed and to sleep and eat properly is going to be so, so important. So some other ideas of ways that you can get grounded when you're feeling stress and overwhelm is 
I personally like to go outside and I like to be near a body of water. So I live on the ocean. I live in Vancouver, Canada, and we have the beaches close by. And when I get really deep levels of anxiety, which happens frequently, I go out by the ocean and I go for a walk and I don't have my podcast on. I don't have headphones in. I just really be present with me and my dog. And I just try and observe things like observe the birds, observe the water, observe the wind, the temperature, feel it on your face, feel it on your hands, take deep breaths and try and just let go because letting go and really breathing can actually change the chemistry in your body. And so, you know, it sounds a bit woo woo and being by the water. If you don't, if you're not near a body of water, maybe you're going into the mountains or by a stream or into a forest or something like that. But allowing yourself to reconnect with nature is going to be so, so refreshing and reviving for you, especially if you're somebody that works in front of the screen, spends a lot of time in front of the computer, constantly is glued to your phone. I even encourage you to go for these walks along the water or in nature without your phone or turn it on airplane mode if you need it for some reason. But really just try and shut off. That's the point because we're so glued to our technology and to our notifications that we really struggle to just be present, being present with your kids, being present with your partner, being present with your dog or your fur baby allows you to just feel love, feel a sense of happiness, feel that warm and fuzzy feeling, you know, pun intended or not, and, and just relax. And whether you want to do something relaxing afterwards, maybe you set yourself an intention that in the evening, you're actually going to shut off at a certain time every night. So because I like to work at night, my shut off time is 10 p.m. I avoid all communication past 10 p.m. If you can do it, try sleeping with your phone in another room, plug it into charge in the kitchen and buy yourself an alarm clock for your bedroom so that you are not immediately checking your phone first thing in the morning when you wake up and then you're triggered by your work emails or something that happened overseas or some notification that's going to upset you. And all of a sudden you start the day feeling rushed, like you need to deal with something right away. Just ease into your morning, ease into your day. Maybe put some nice relaxing music on when you first wake up while you have your coffee. Maybe you're reading a book instead of the media and just allowing yourself, it doesn't have to be a long period of time, but just 10, 15 minutes to wake up, start your day with intention and similarly check out and go to sleep with intention so that you're meditating for either five, 10 minutes before you go to bed you're spending some quality time with your partner and you're having a chat. How did your day go? What could have done? What could you have done differently? What opportunities were there from today? You know, what do, what do your kids need from you? Did something happen that you need to address and how do you work through that? And just having a reflection on the day. And then one of the things that I am so, so encouraging people to do is just have a gratitude journal. I have the five minute journal. It's really great. I will link that one in the description because the five minute journal is super easy to use. It only takes five minutes and you can just write a couple of things that you're grateful for from the day and a couple of things that you're looking forward to for tomorrow. It's just a really nice, you know, pen and paper exercise that you can do before you go to bed 
to just feel present and to feel relaxed and happy and grateful for the things that you do have in your life. So if you are dealing with stress and overwhelm or you know somebody that is, I really encourage you to share this with them. Come back and listen. Maybe you download it and you save it so that you can watch it again when you are feeling that time of anxiety where you just want to get grounded again. You know, take your shoes off in the park and put your feet on the earth. Dig your toes into the sand, dig your toes into the grass. Even if it's cold and wet outside, you can always wash your feet when you get home and really get grounded and be, you know, one with nature again, get earthed, use your calendar, block out your time, get intentional about setting boundaries and feel free to say no to social events that are not serving you. You should not be stretching yourself too thin that you're going to bed feeling anxious at night because you didn't accomplish as much as you wanted to because you were overcommitted to things that were not serving your purpose. So thank you guys so much for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, this is a video for YouTube and a podcast on my podcast. Please check me out on Instagram, Sandra M. Joe, and on my podcast, Make That Money Honey Podcast. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.